Everything you need is already inside of you. The world would not be what it is without you. When we begin to create change within us, we begin to create change in the world around us. Your journey to becoming your best self as the whole person starts right now. Welcome to the Rise Up For You podcast. I'm your host, Leanne DeSanto, and I'm so excited and honored to be with you here today. And I'm also excited to be streaming live on our Rise Up For You Facebook page. And as always, our podcast is on all the major platforms. So please subscribe. And if you haven't liked our Facebook page yet, please do that so you'll know when I'm going live and you can join in on the conversation. Now, as always, we are here to serve you and stand alongside your journey to becoming your best self. So if you haven't grabbed your free Becoming Your Best Self Startup Key yet, you can do that in a couple ways. You can go to riseupfew.com and grab it there. Or you can text Rise Podcast, that's all one word, Rise Podcast to 797979, and you'll be supported both personally and professionally. Now, we are in the first week of 2021. Happy New Year. And have you set your resolutions yet? Well, we know the number one resolution is to get in better shape, lose weight, increase your vitality and energy, have better health. All of those are wrapped up in our conversation today with our guest, Dr. Michelle Dunn. Now, Dr. Dunn is the founder of Dr. Lady Babe Weight Loss and Wellness and has over 15 years of nutrition, weight loss, and metabolic resistance coaching expertise. Her approach teaches that being overweight and the inability to lose or maintain weight is not a character flaw but is a physiological issue that can be addressed to restore health, resulting in natural, sustainable weight management. Please welcome to the podcast, Dr. Dunn. Hello, hello. Hi, hello. everybody. Hi, so happy to have you with us. And this is the perfect time of year for this conversation. I know, right? Happy 2021. I've never been so excited to see a new year in my life. <laughs> right? I know. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, go ahead and share with the audience a little bit about yourself. Well, um, just honored and delighted to be here. My name is Dr. Michelle Dunn. And, um, you know, I have uh, many, many years of uh, weight loss uh, coaching and, um, you know, personal experience. Uh, I've helped countless people um, both lose and maintain weight. And um, one of my favorite aspects of weight loss is actually the mindset uh, that we teach our clients and our patients when it comes Just a little bit about me. Um, uh, at my highest weight, I was 327 pounds. And I think that um, as I work with patients um, worldwide, uh, internationally, that is something that I am able to really connect with people on uh, because I know uh, from a body perspective what that's like. Mm -hmm. I know what the struggles are. I remember that. I remember all of the, the monkey chatter that went along uh, with, with my just desk attempts to heal my own body and all the things I tried that didn't work and all the things that you know obviously have worked uh, I've maintained a normal weight now for over um, five years and am just so incredibly grateful for um, just all of the 
the things that I tried that worked, but also the things I tried that didn't work. Mm. So um, as we move into this new year, 2021, there's lots of people out there that are looking at um, losing what we call the quarantine 15. I don't know <laughs> if you've heard that. Yes. I'm very excited about our conversation today as we start to move into this new um, arena where we are really creating uh, our, our new best selves. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I know. Um, you know, there's a lot of ways to go with this, right? I, I think my last count, there was, you know, maybe 5,000 diet books out there, right? So even the experts aren't super sure on what to do, right? There's always new ways, there's different ways, different paths. Um, you know, a, a lot can work, some won't work, some work for temporary. So talk about a little bit, um, I love that you're all about the sustainability it's not just a quick fix. It's not just, you know, what a lot of people have dealt with, with the yo-yo dieting type of thing. So um, share a little bit about that part of sustainability and how do we start the process and sustain it? Well, you know, Leanne, I, I've actually done a, a lot of thinking about this um, myself from a, from a mindset perspective on, on how we have this discussion. So, um, I don't know if this is going to resonate with any of the listeners out there, but for so many years, I looked at the person uh, down the way, for example, who never struggled with weight. Mm -hmm. And I thought, well, that person gets to eat all the sugar that they want. That person never worries about intake. That never that person never even thinks about, you know, a, a, a food or, or, you know. Here I am, on the other hand, trying every single weight loss program under the planet and frustrated and pulling my hair out. So, so why is it so unfair for me? And, mm. and I don't know if anybody out there feels that way. Mm. Um, and what I really had to come to terms with for my sustainability is that each one of our bodies is different. So from a health perspective, my body may have manifested a symptom in the form of overweight. Um, but for the person down the way that never had to worry about weight, perhaps their symptom that their health was not where it should be was insomnia or, or God forbid, heart disease or, or even cancer. Mm -hmm. You know, so so when it comes to health and, and wellness and obviously at Dr. Lady Babe, we, we do have a focus on weight loss, of course, but weight loss and wellness. Um, it became very important sustainability wise for me to really take a good look at what is my body doing? And am I feeding my body for health? Am I making the right decisions every single day so that, you know, when I'm 90 years old, 120 years old, you know, whatever, whatever it is, that I'm going to have that quality of life moving forward that I desire. Yeah, yeah, no, that's, that's beautiful. I love that. And it is so much about mindset, too, because I think our beliefs trump everything. You know, mm -hmm. if you believe something's good for you, it will be. If you believe it's bad for you, it will be. And that's why you know, back when I was coaching in, in, in fitness, it, it was trying to get people out of that moral judgment of good and bad. Now, there's foods and, and activities that clearly support your health and, and some that don't, but, you know, getting out of that and, and going into it more as how do I increase my energy and my health, like you're saying, and, and weight loss is the downstream of that because, you know, we know when we're all stressed out about what we're eating and what time and what's the perfect diet, you, you know, I mean, being in that stress state doesn't help us release the weight. No, it can be counter counterproductive. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> right. So and the other thing I would add too is is what really shifted for me was that health is a journey. Right. Mm -hmm. So so I I'm an, a driver A type personalities, you know, running multiple businesses, this and that and the other thing. So for me, I had to take a step back and look at it as 
health is not something that we conquer. Health is something that we monitor and celebrate along the way. And if something goes awry, even something big, let's say it's cancer, let's say it's heart disease, you know, Parkinson's, Alzheimer, we take a step back and we look at what are the pieces of the puzzle that led us to this destination. If it happens to be overweight or even morbid obesity, like what I experienced, taking that step back and realizing, look, it's time to slow down, it's time to maybe change a different direction, look at some different clues, and then find the person or the people that you need to help guide you and coach you toward the direction that you want to go to. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Having having that support and that uh, mentorship and coaching is, is really essential because it, it's super easy to be in a, um, a situation where you want to make change, but sometimes the friends and family around you don't maybe want you to on a subconscious level. So there can be some sabotage there, not in a meaning way, but, you know, in, in a kind of a more subtle way. So I think you're right, having a professional to guide you through. But let, let's talk a little bit about, I know I'm sure our audience is like, how do you do it? Like, how did you finally get to the point where you could release that weight and maintain it? Yeah, absolutely. So um, one of my mentors is a gentleman by the name of Dr. David Fung, F-U-N-G. And um, he has studied metabolic um, resistance and mainly insulin sensitivity. Mm -hmm. And what we find is that as people are going through their lives, we create a state in the body where the body is constantly being flooded by insulin. Okay, so essentially, if you're eating a lot of um, carbohydrate-rich foods, um, sugars, which of course we all love, there's nothing wrong with that. You, you know, you give a little uh, kid uh, the choice between a cookie or you know a piece of chicken and the little kid is like give me the cookie every single time right so there's nothing wrong with the fact that we love sugar however as we go through lives and we become busier and busier what we find is that those choices uh, become more convenient that are higher sugar-laden foods right even foods that we would think would be normally healthy um, deli meat for example, mm -hmm. um, the, the brisket that you get at the grocery store, the rotisserie chicken, you know, oftentimes those those meats, right, are injected with marinades or sugar water to make them appear bigger or, or more enticing. Yeah. And so it's really we're being bombarded by all of these different things uh, where people are not realizing the amount of sugar that we're actually consuming on a regular basis, even if you're somebody who's who's monitoring that. Um, so insulin sensitivity is a huge thing. And um, of course, the brain is what um, is responsible for controlling absolutely everything inside of the body, mm -hmm. uh, specifically the hypothalamus when it comes to things like weight set point, metabolism, etc. So um, when we're dealing with patients and, and we're looking at overweight and obesity, there's three main hormones that we look at. Number one would be ghrelin. Number two would be leptin. And, um, you know, let's just talk about those two to, to mm -hmm. start, um, insulin being the third, but, um, ghrelin is the hormone that tells your body that you're hungry. 
Okay, so that's that hunger hormone. And anyone out there, let me be clear, and this this may be the one thing that you take away from this podcast that makes you feel like, okay, I'm not alone in the world. If you are someone that is constantly hungry, I'm talking about like you just ate a meal and you're eyeing the toddler sitting next to you wondering, you know, if... <laughs> If he would make a tasty snack, okay, and you're wondering, why am I hungry all the time? Right. That is an an insulin issue, okay, where your hypothalamus is off and you are not, right? That is that is just a, a biological, physiological issue that's off inside of your body that can very, very easily, actually very simply be turned back on. Mm -hmm. But you're not, you're not crazy or there's you know, th there's not any, you know, there's still hope for you. If you are someone out there who's hungry all the time, that's an insulin issue. Um, leptin, of course, is, is a fascinating hormone. And what that does is that actually tells our body that we're carrying extra weight. So when we have problems with the brain um, and these hormones not communicating properly, you're someone that could be carrying an extra 30, 40, 50, 100 pounds. And because leptin cannot be heard by your brain, your brain does not know that you are actually overweight. Isn't that fascinating? Wow, that is fascinating. So as we work on, you know, regulating these three hormones, mainly working on insulin sensitivity, and of course, insulin is released in, in terms of, of blood sugar in the bloodstream. If it weren't, thank God, again, we'd pickle ourselves from the inside out. But mm -hmm. as we look at consumption, right, and we teach our patients and our clients, look, you can make any choice in the world. In fact, every single person on this pod, listening to this podcast, you are on a diet today. You may be on the McDonald's diet where you swung through and got your egg McMuffin or whatever it was. You could be on the Starbucks Frappuccino diet, okay? Or you could be doing keto, paleo, you know, whatever the case may be. But your diet is what you eat on a regular basis. And most people are eating the same things over and over and over again. So when you understand what you're putting in your mouth and the physiological effect that has on your body, you become empowered to make choices where you know exactly where you're starting and exactly the effect that particular food is going to have on your body. And then it becomes very easy. Then all we have to do is take those particular foods that we know regulate insulin levels and make them taste good. And it, I mean, it's really not rocket science. And as those insulin levels start to even out, all of a sudden you've noticed, oh my goodness, I forgot to eat lunch today. I got busy and it's six o'clock and I'm not even hungry. So mm -hmm. that is how our bodies evolved from the caveman days. We're, we're just, we weren't, we weren't sitting outside the cave waiting for Uber to show up, Uber Eats to show up, right? <laughs> we were going out and hunting and, you know, gathering and, and all of these things. So there's, you know, from, from a primitive aspect, mm -hmm. many of us were not eating three square meals a day. We were, you know, feasting in some cases and then going without food. And so that had kept our, you know, our body weight down. And now as we've evolved and we have all of these different ingredients being added to our foods that we don't really understand the effect they have on our bodies mm -hmm. and food is so readily available, what we have to do is we have to look at from a physiological standpoint, what do we need to do to the body to even out all of these hormones and then allow the body to start to heal itself. And of course, there's other things that could be added in um, that make healing a little harder. 
Um, so things like uh, gut infections. We find that, Leanne, so frequently that someone will have an underlying gut infection that allows them to function. You know, it's not like they're in the, the bathroom all the time or, or they, can't, they can't function, but it's just enough to increase inflammation and cause the immune system to go into a very low, chronically elevated state that makes healing for that particular person or even feeling good um, at 100% really hard. These are the people that are just, they never feel awesome. They kind of continue to struggle with issues, things like food allergies. You know, many of our patients and clients will have um, what we call a reaction um, to different foods. You could have an IgG reaction, which is a very um, low-grade reaction that may not even show up in the body uh, up to 72 hours after you ate the food. We all know about IgE reactions, of course, which are these anaphylactic type, I ate a nut and my throat swelled shut. But what about these low-grade reactions that still cause this inflammation inside of the body, make it hard for people to be truly well and feel awesome? Um, but, you know, don't take 72 hours, you know, take 72 hours to develop. Mm -hmm. Other things like exposures to mold, even as a child, mm -hmm. um, you know, biotoxins, you know, we have, you know, things like, um, you know, acrylamide and the, the precursors to Agent Orange and all of these, you know, things that are floating around in our environments that if we do testing, the right type of testing, we can see show up on, on people's uh, test results. And mm -hmm. so when we really understand the things that we're up against and we start testing those things, you can get a great uh, kind of story, right, about a person. So it's like, we know, okay, well, you have this particular symptom. Well, look at all the things that stacked against you. And we bring mm -hmm. it full circle, of course, back to mindset. And, and it's like, you know, you would never, uh, you would never look at someone, for example, who, who had, you know, a prosthetic leg and say, well, why, why aren't you out there? Not that people with prosthetic legs can't run marathons, you know what I'm saying? But like, it's, it's a different, it's a different accommodation that you would need and you would never, you would never compare. And if you're somebody out there that's dealing with a chronic infection or a, a mold exposure or, you know, I mean, you would never judge that person mm -hmm. for not being being able to get well or even lose weight as quickly as someone who had a you know a, a clean slate but yeah. so often we judge ourselves right yeah. we think yeah. why can't we get well what's wrong with me what you know it's a willpower issue well i mean not that willpower is not involved but there's so many other things that can come into play yeah. so yeah. knowing the full picture is is super important yeah, I know. I love that because you're right. There's so many hormonal issues that that come into play. And, and I also love that you mentioned um, a diet is really your, you know, how do you pattern your, your eating throughout the day, right? That's your diet, whether it's the McDonald's diet or the keto diet, yeah. right? So you're on one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And sometimes people feel it's so like, what do I eat? What do I eat? Where deep down, most people, you know, know the difference of some of this, right? It's not like you said, rocket science There's enough information out there, but you know, uh, in terms of diet, feeling like it's it, going into it as a deprivation, going into it as a negative, like I can't eat my favorite foods. And, you know, it, sometimes again, back to that mindset, right? That it, it already sets you up almost for failure because you have all of this going through your mind instead of saying, okay, if I pattern my meals like this, typically we eat the same 
two to three breakfasts, maybe five lunches, maybe seven dinners. So we only need a handful of great recipes, right, to pick from and, you know, make it as simple as possible because I think that's where people fall down. They feel it's going to be hard. It's going to be decorative. Um, you know, they just throw in the towel or they've done it a hundred times and, you know, whatever. So getting past that to say, no, this can be really simple, right? Get your hormones checked, go through that, get the foundation. Then, then we talk about the food where everybody kind of wants to talk about the food first, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, people get great results with simple food changes that, that is, you know, 100%. Um, the testing I would look at is more, um, more along the lines of the frosting. And the reason I, I bring that up is because so many people, if they're not getting the results that they're looking for, they just give up and they quit without understanding there could be, you know, extenuating circumstances. And let me tell you, I mean, uh, I am in the ultimate foodie. <laughs> you know, there is no way that I'm going to live the rest of my life without eating great food. So what, what we want when it comes to eating is, you know, the flavor in the food. And mm -hmm. so if you can, like you were saying earlier, come up with, you know, the different meal meals that you love to prepare, it doesn't have to be this extensive, you know, repertoire of, um, right. what is it, Julia Childs or whatever, you know, I mean, like, it can be very simple, but, you know, enjoying the food that you eat and not feeling like you're, you know, on this deprivation um, bandwagon is so important. Yeah. yeah, that's part of that sustainability, right? Because people um, get so kind of fearful. And we know when the body's in that stress response, it's going to want to hold on to that, you know, not release the fat, not release the, the body fat and, and, and shift that metabolism. So it's, it's, it's getting them both in alignment. Um, and why, how are some ways that you do that for your clients? Um, so something that um, I would recommend um, people look into and it, you know, if it's right for you would be something called intermittent fasting. And um, this tends to sometimes stress people out when they think of the word fasting, because, you know, you think of people on like survivor, you know, or, or the, the water fasting, you know, all this really is, is allowing your insulin levels to naturally reset themselves. And so mm -hmm. uh, many of my clients, it's something as simple as just moving their breakfast time up a little bit. Um, maybe they're eating, you know, their last meal around, let's say, 6.30 p.m. and then delaying their breakfast until maybe 11.30 or even 12. And so we have, you know, a, an eating window that's about eight hours and then a, a fasting window, which is about 16 hours, which, you know, does a great job of resetting hormone levels inside of the body, those hormones that we were discussing earlier when it comes to weight loss. And then, you know, really understanding the physiology behind the foods that you're putting into your body. So there's many foods with a high glycemic index that are going to cause blood sugar to spike. Mm -hmm. We want to get as close to what I call homeostasis, meaning like a flat line inside the body when it comes to those insulin levels as possible. Mm -hmm. uh, so, that the brain can relax and the body can understand, okay, now it's safe to start to release that weight. Because as we heal insulin receptors, we also heal other receptors. Remember, we talked about the ghrelin hormone. We talked about the leptin hormone. So imagine, if you will, mm -hmm. a body that had perfectly perfect communication um, pathways where it knew, okay, I'm hungry, eat. That hormone was not on all the time, making that person ravenously hungry at all times. 
and of course, leptin, all of a sudden the body goes, oh, hey, by the way, did you know that you've got an extra 40 pounds down here on this? <laughs> you got a rump roast down here? Let's start burning that off because again, we weren't designed to carry extra weight. You know, it's it's just that that that's not good for longevity of the species. So yeah. as we start to see these levels, um, these hormones heal, insulin heal, um, then people's bodies start returning to normal. Mm-hmm. And um, then it's all about sustainability. You know, as, as those hormone levels heal, some people can add more foods back in and not see a change. Others have to be a little bit more um, discerning and Everyone is a little bit different when it comes to that, but I do find that the more obstacles we remove, if there are things like hidden food allergies, uh, low-grade infections, uh, mold toxicities, uh, biochemical toxicities, as we start to remove all that, then those are the people that tend to do uh, significantly better over time. Mm-hmm. Nice, nice. Awesome. Now, that's, it's, it's such a deep conversation and so you know it's a conversation that can go in so many ways and, and I love that we you know we were able to touch upon that and I and I also um in your um you know with your clients I've heard a lot about the 16 hour fast and the uh, you know eight hour kind of eating window um you're seeing some really good results with that right amazing results yeah. amazing results and and what I love the most when I follow up with with patients and clients is the question how are your hunger levels mm-hmm. and there's always kind of this uh, this very uh, pregnant pause if you will as people think back and go you know I, I just am not hungry and mm-hmm. isn't that the best part of you know changing your eating habits nobody wants to be in a situation where they're just ravenously hungry all the time. So um, that's probably my very favorite feedback that I get um, when we're discussing that. Start balancing that all out. Now with your intermittent fasting, when I've heard, you know, a lot of people doing the bulletproof coffee, that type of stuff where they're getting up having coffee, but but are adding fat to the coffee itself, then not eating a meal maybe till noontime. Is that what you recommend? Or is it just coffee, water, no added fat, and, you know, then push your, your breakfast uh, in what time? Uh, you really, in my opinion, want to watch the calories, right? You want to watch anything. If we take it back to a, a biochemical uh, situation in the body, body mm-hmm. chemistry, um, anything that's going to spike those blood sugars, right, is going to take you out of that fasting state. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's ways to monitor that. Uh, but, you know, everybody's a little bit different. Got it, got it. Okay, great, great. All right, now we have a couple power questions for you. We love to ask our guests. Now, the first one is, what book has had a massive impact on you? So the title of this book um, is called A Happy Pocket Full of Money. And let me tell you, this book is really not about money at all. Um, It's all about mindset. It's all about um, really getting your mind to a place where you can envision what you want your life to look like uh, moving forward. And the reason I, I love this book, there's something in the brain called a reticular activating system. And in a nutshell, if you've ever said, don't think about a red Prius. Don't think about a red Prius. And then you get get on a, the freeway and everywhere you look, you see a red Prius, right? Yeah. So the things that you focus on the most are the things that you are going to see 
out in life. And, and the same thing is true with your goals and your visions and the deepest longings of your heart. So as you really get clear on what you want and you activate that system, you're going to find that those things come to you um, very efficiently, very effectively, and um, in a very beautiful way. Mm, nice. Love that. How about a quote that you live by? So I have so many, <laughs> but something my dad used to say when we were little was don't cry over spilt milk. <laughs> and I, I just really am loving that right now because 2020 has been <laughs> going. <Not a> spilt <laughs> milk. <laughs> We've had this happen and that it's like, but, but you know, life goes on, right? And, um, and we can't, we can't go back, uh, but we can move forward. And the more time we spend in the past, um, the more time we waste, like I said earlier, focusing on the deepest longings of our heart moving forward. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Love that. That's so true. It's so simple. We've all heard it, but it's right? like, yeah, <laughs> totally. Uh, yeah, totally works for 2020. That's for sure. Yes. <laughs> How about um, if you were to leave the world with one final message, like your golden nugget, what would it be? Mm. I would say now more than ever, love one another. Mm. Understand that everybody walking around you is dealing with things that they would never even tell sometimes their, their, their very best friend and they're dealing with that in their own way. And if we can understand that everybody is coming from somewhere and we can have a little bit of grace for people that are having great days and people that are having not so great days or, or months or years, um, you know, just just really understanding that that everybody's dealing with something and giving them the, the benefit of the doubt um, and just really loving one another. I think that would make a huge difference. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. OK, so before I ask my last question, how can we find and support you? Oh, yes. So I've got um, a free ebook that I would love to uh, give everybody listening today. Um, this ebook talks just a little bit about, you know, me and my story. It gives some very basic tips when it comes to weight loss, but it celebrates my very favorite thing, which is eating. And it has just some tremendous recipes um, that I use on a regular basis to, of course, maintain my weight loss. And you can find that at www.ladybabelife.com. That's www.ladybabelife.com. And um, you'll just put your email in there, sign up for it, and we'll get that sent out to you immediately. And those are just some strategies that you can uh, implement immediately uh, to start 2021 off um, the very best way possible. Mm, beautiful. Thank you for that. Thank you. So our last question, as you know, we are Rise Up For You. So when you hear that phrase, what does it mean to you? You know, Rise Up For You is all about personal empowerment. And, you know, what I had to learn um, years ago was no one was coming to my rescue. Mm -hmm. uh, I had to create the life um, that I wanted. I had to put the work in. I had to learn the skills. Mm -hmm. um, but as I started really jumping into that, um, so empowering to know that, you know, you really can um, create the life of your dreams. You can do it. Um, I'm no different than anybody out there, you know, but getting really clear on your hopes and your dreams and the deepest longings of your heart again, and then just finding the people, finding the groups, finding the podcasts um, to help you get where you want to go. 
Mm -hmm. Um, that's what, that's what rise up is. It's just people loving people, helping people and celebrating people's success. Oh, love it. Love it. Well, thank you so much. Uh, love so this conversation. I know we could go on for hours and hours. Because <laughs> it's such a powerful deep conversation, but thank you so much for the work you're doing in the world, your wisdom. I know it really served our audience today. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. Well, there you have it, Dr. Michelle Dunn. And I love how she ended. Just create the life you want. That's what it's all about. Whether it's with your health, whether it's with your career, whether it's with relationships, you get to choose. You get to create that life that you want and not just be in reaction, not just be maybe a victim of your circumstance. So I believe that's what 2021 is all about, is creating the life that you want. And here on the Rise Up Few podcast, we would love to just be a little tiny part of that and come to you and have you be a part of our community. So if you haven't liked our Facebook page yet, please like Rise Up For You and subscribe to our podcast because we bring you guests just like Dr. Michelle all the time that focus on all of the areas of your life so you can create the life that you want. Have a great 2021. See you soon.